City, border to border and coast to coast. You're connected with Tom Sullivan. Yes, you are, and uh, thank you for connecting. Welcome to the Big Radio Show. Happy Thursday to you. 19th day of August, 2021. My name is Tom Sullivan. Still uh, watching with a lot of tension what's going on in Afghanistan, and uh, there's still it's still throngs and throngs and throngs of people trying to get to the airport and uh, trying to get into the airport. And there's, um, uh, if you go to Twitter, you'll see videos of people being beaten by by the Taliban for trying to get even close to the airport. But but our military is, their hands are tied. Uh, They have a choice, uh, follow the commander-in-chief's orders or resign because they keep saying, uh, they're asked about, hey, how come the U.K. and the Aussies and everybody else are going out into Kabul and getting their people? They're sending paratroopers out into Kabul to get their people and escorting them back to the airport. Why aren't we? Uh, We uh, have been authorized to uh, secure the airport and make sure it's safe, which it is. It's perfectly safe here at the airport. Why aren't we going out? Well, because we've been authorized to. They obviously, uh, and I'm sure somebody has asked, but President Biden is telling them no. No, which is the hardest part about all this. I, if Look, it, if everything goes, uh, people get out. We don't have an August 31st deadline, but maybe, uh, you know, it'll spill over a week or two. But we'll get everybody out. And nobody will be hurt. That is what President Biden is hoping for. Hope is not a real good plan, but you know that's what he's thinking. Because then everybody will go, oh, well, to paraf- not to paraphrase, to quote uh, President Biden uh, in the interview with George Stephanopoulos yesterday, well, nobody got killed. People will move on. People will move on. They'll remember this as, oh, man, that was really messy. But if nobody gets hurt, nobody gets killed, we get everybody out, we get all of our troops out, we get all of our uh, Americans out, we get all of the SIVs out, then everybody will say, okay. The problem that is, it, 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 the caller that we had who was very familiar with Kabul and Afghanistan says he is convinced there's going to be a massacre. They're not going to keep those Taliban crazies from unleashing their powerful guns on the people. They already have shot into the crowds and killed some people. We don't know. It may be some Americans, but but, but if they start, if there's Americans that start to die, um, that's going to change the whole equation. And that's what people are worried about. They're worried that Americans will die and or we're going to leave them behind. We're going to leave Americans behind or we're going to leave uh, the people that supported us for 20 years behind. That's what people are concerned about. So we were just talking during the break. And um, 
I've got to, I got to spill the beans on you, uh, Luis, because I think it's brilliant. Luis is um, is a combat veteran from Iraq, uh, not a fan, not Afghanistan, but from Iraq. He served valiantly in Iraq, and he said to me, he says the. There's a uh, there was a photo. You've seen that photo of all the the leaders of the Taliban sitting around some nice conference room at a conference table. He said, "Oh man, that's what the, that would that be the perfect time to drop a bomb right there. Get all the leaders. They're all in one place. You're showing your military strategy there, Luis." Um, I think it's brilliant. That'd be that's exactly what we should do. But we're not going to do that. And the question will be: What happens if they start killing Americans, or we or we pull out before we get all of the Americans and the SIVs out? That is the big issue. We're also talking about. He says, I, "I'm starting to see where uh, the left and the right are starting to come together, like we haven't seen since 9/11." And it's true. I've been. I flip around to CNN and MSNBC and Fox and all the the ABCs, NBC, CBSs. They're they're all on the same page. They're Dana Bash, the CNN anchor, longtime political reporter, said President Biden has changed, changed everything, changed his posture, everything about him. Who is he? Peter Bergen, who I have great admiration for, uh, Peter Bergen uh, was on this show many, many years ago because he then went and signed up with CNN. He is one of two people from the West that ever interviewed Osama bin Laden in person. He interviewed him in a cave in Afghanistan. Um, Peter Bergen knows his his Middle East intelligence stuff, and he said this business about when they – come out and, and they say it's an, a, an intelligence failure. He says that is just a flat-out lie. That's an old Washington, D.C. trick, and it's a trick the military uses as well. They blame the CIA. They say, oh, well, uh, it was an intelligence failure. But, General, but General, did you have any idea that the, the government was going to collapse this fast? Uh, no, uh, no, no, it was an intelligence failure. So it's interesting to watch. It's fascinating to watch. President Obama said the reason he was they were bugging him about why aren't you endorsing uh, Joe Biden to be president? Uh, he did not do it until he actually had the whole nomination wrapped up, and he told uh, Politico, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Obama had no up respect for this guy. So here's a little bit. I'll have to paraphrase for you some of the because the interview we is way too long with Stephanopoulos interview. Stephanopoulos, uh, this is a transcript. Back in July, sir, you said a Taliban takeover was highly unlikely. Was the intelligence wrong, or did you downplay it, Biden? I think there was no consensus. If you go back and look at the intelligence reports. They said it's more likely to be sometime by the end of the year. Well, the problem with that is it's awfully hard to square with what Joe Biden was telling us yesterday versus what he told us a month ago, July 8th, when 
He was asked, Mr. President, thank you very much. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. And President Biden uh, responded rather angrily. That's not true. Question, is it? Can you please clarify what they told you about whether that will happen or not? President, that is not true. They did not. They did not. Did not reach that conclusion. So now he's saying, oh, uh, well, it was vague. And uh, said maybe sometime by the end of the year. During the same Stephanopoulos interview, Biden insisted that he himself had predicted the Afghan government would collapse by the end of the year. Stephanopoulos. But you know that Senator McConnell and others said this was not only predictable, it was predicted, including by him, based on intelligence briefings he was getting. Biden, what? What did he say was predicted? Stephanopoulos, Senator McConnell said it was predictable that the Taliban was going to take over. Biden, well, by the end of the year, I said that that's, that was that was a real possibility, but no one said it was going to take over going to take over when uh, when it was being asked this isn't making any sense he doesn't remember what he said on july 8th he just doesn't doug Loudon, a uh, london i'm sorry former uh, cia counterterrorism chief former member of biden's counterterrorism working group says the president is lying. He writes, ultimately, it was assessed Afghan forces might capitulate within days under the circumstances we witnessed in projections highlighted to Trump officials and future Biden officials alike. So Biden dodged a lot of questions with Stephanopoulos. Yeah, he's a politician. But he had a word salad going that made no sense. Listen to this. This is the transcript. Stephanopoulos. So when you look at what's happened over the last week, was it a failure of intelligence planning or execution or judgment? Biden. Look, I don't think it was a... Uh, look, it was a, a simple choice, George. When the, when the Taliban... Uh, let me back... Uh, uh, put it another way. When you had the government of Afghanistan, the leader of that government, get in a plane and taking off and going to another country, when you saw the significant collapse of the, of the Afghan troops we had trained, up to 300,000 of them just leaving their equipment and taking off, that was, you know, I'm not this. That, that, that's what happened. That's simply what happened. I, it just goes on. And on and on. July 8th, question, is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? The president, no, it is not. Question, why? President, because you, the Afghan troops, have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world, and an air force, something like 75,000 Taliban. It's not inevitable. Stephanopoulos, but your top military advisors warned you against withdrawing on this, on this timeline. They wanted you to keep about 2,500 troops. Biden, no, they did not. It was split. That, that, that wasn't true. That wasn't true. Stephanopoulos, they didn't tell you that they wanted troops to stay? Biden, no, not at all. Not in terms of whether we were going to get out in a time frame all troops. They didn't argue that against that. Stephanopoulos. So no one told 
your military advisors did not tell you, no, we should keep 2,500 troops. It's been a stable situation for the last several years. We can do that. We can continue to do that. Biden, no. No one said that to me that I can recall. So he's making stuff up. He wants out, and he's hoping and praying nobody gets hurt and that we get everybody out. But he comes across like he doesn't really care all that much. If people get left behind or people get hurt, I'm sorry, that's just the chips the way they fall. That's what I'm reading from them. Phone number is 855-295-6600. You can also get that number on my website, TomSullivan.com. Tom, thank you. Your call screener, he sounds tired today. I know you must get it from my side. So, oh, don't, no, no, don't. There goes his pay. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Say a prayer that uh, things go things go well. I, I mean, okay, so Joe Biden will benefit for, if everything goes well. I'm not worried about uh, who gets the political benefit out of this. I'm worried about the people that are uh, that are trapped and that we, as a nation, uh, turn our back on them. That that is unconscionable. Uh, Jason, uh, thank you for calling. Welcome here on the Tom Sullivan Show. Hi, Jason. Hey, Tom. Man. I'm as liberal as you can get, and yeah. um, most of your most of your listeners would hate me. This was a disaster. This was this was a complete uh, cluster. You know what? Um, I don't think this could have been messed up any worse. And what bothers me uh, just as much, if not more than that, has been the response. Has been Joe Biden's response. It's very flippant. Uh, the way he, he discusses our allies and our translators and the people there that worked hard for us. And we're going to leave them behind. I mean, that's nothing like the America yeah. I, I learned about. Well, we don't um, da- like I said, you're not alone. Dana Bash uh, said yesterday, I, I, don't, I don't understand it. He has changed something. He has changed. He's got a totally different posture. Uh, this isn't a Joe Biden that I've ever seen before, but before he, when he, when he was a senator, he didn't get that much attention. When he was vice president, he got no attention. So this is kind of learning about a side of the man that we never knew. And yeah, I hope and pray that this all works out and that he lucks out because uh, I'm not in. It's not about him. It's about the people. I, it's just so un-American to turn your back on people. I don't understand it. Right. I don't get it. Um, so something that hasn't been talked about very much. I think there will be a resistance in in, in Kabul. I think there there will be a resistance. I think some of those weapons made their way inside, and, and uh, it's one thing to to get something, but it's another to keep it. And I don't know if the Taliban has the makeup to keep it. Um, especially you've got a you've got a generation of Afghan of uh, Afghani's who they've tasted freedom. And that's something yeah. we're fighting for. Yeah. If you've never known it, then you're not yes. going to fight for it. But they know. I, I, I think there could be something there. 
It's a great point, Jason. They have tasted freedom, and they don't want to see it go backwards. And they, they, I mean, all the men have mothers, maybe sisters, maybe daughters. I, I've, I, yeah. How th- this is not, the, and the, well, do you think the Taliban is? Changed. I, I, I'm presuming, I'm hoping they have moved out of the seventh century and moved into the 21st century, and they understand that they need to have some access to the international world. It, China is going to come in. That, that's well reported. And they're going to strip them of all of their wealth. They, they, I mean, they can go back to those. I'm sure keep their poppy fields and all that for the drug money, but the 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 the, the precious metals that are in the that they're in the soil, China's going to take it and go. Then what do they do? Right. So they got to be thinking about all this, and they they look like a bunch of ragtag you know guys that just fell out of a donkey cart. But uh, you can't ever underestimate them. They got this far. They did it with smarts, yeah. so you can't underestimate the enemy. Want, uh, I think it's going to depend on whether or not they want to seat on the geopolitical stage, if, if they want to be taken seriously as leaders of a country, or do they just care more about uh, their version yeah. of the law? Yeah, how 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 much of this is a is a theocracy? Theocracies where they they, they you know it's all about their their version of of the uh, of, of Islam and and how hard are they going to push on that right. if that how, how devoted are they and will they be able to get the people to uh, they're Sunnis but so they don't really have any competition there from the Shia uh, like they do in Iraq but uh, well that's a good point they've tasted freedom they're going to have to figure out how to get money. Did you hear that they were putting out words saying all of you that work for the government, men and women, uh, don't leave? I think they're worried about just basic governmental operations. So mm-hmm. we'll find out. I, I hope we can get through the next couple of weeks with no bloodshed. That's that's my hope and prayer. But uh, anyway, hey, Jason, thank you. I appreciate the call. 855 6600. Be right back. First Amendment 101. You're listening to Tom Sullivan. So we're, um, I, I know, I, I don't want to, we got other stuff to cover, but we can't ignore this. This is just uh, too important to, to ignore what's going on in uh, Afghanistan. 855-295-6600. Stephen, you're next. Welcome. You're on the Tom Sullivan Show. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Hi. Good. Tom, what are you Tom, thinking? In, in, I think this is a perfect example of the Democrat philosophy versus the Republican philosophy. Everyone sees this in your local government. The the government worker, the guy that works for the government that never has to meet a budget 
and doesn't have to live on a profit margin, they can just throw stuff away, you know, and we'll buy new ones. You know, we'll just spend the money and we'll buy all new gear. Just in the gear alone that they just leave there, just like Obama did. Let's just pack up and leave, leave millions of dollars of equipment there. You know, who pays for that? Well, I didn't pay for it, so I don't care. If they had the mindset of a person that lives in the real world, that would be the first thing they would think of. Hey, we got millions of dollars of gear there. We're not just going to leave it. But that's how the Democrats are. It's like, oh, we'll just buy new stuff. I, I dealt with selling stuff to the government. Oh, I need brand new stuff this month so I can get my budget approved. Not that I actually need I was gonna say stuff. I was gonna say, you probably you probably had gangbuster sales the last week before the budget year ran out. They had money they had to spend. Yep. Right? Yep, and I could I could charge them any price I wanted. The thing is, what I'm saying is it's the mindset. It's it's the, yeah. the, the people that work for the government and if you have the higher up you go, we've talked about this before in the government. You don't have to perform. You can fail. You're not going to get fired. You have no threat of losing your job. You have no threat of losing your retirement. So, you you know, when it comes to money, and this guy's showing it clearly, I, I don't care. You know, and he doesn't care you know, about um, who gets hurt. He doesn't do, care do about you know who did, who, any of the destruction. Do you know who got out? You know who got out already? The military contractors. They're gone. Oh, of course. They are gone. What I would like to know is how many of those contractors are connected to people in high places in government. I know that Senator Feinstein's husband owns a huge weapons company, but we can't talk about that, you know, because she's for the small guy. I mean, I can't – there's no way I'm going to believe – that there's 81 million people in this country that are that ignorant. I'm just a truck driver, and I can see this stuff. You know why? Because I pay my oh. bills, and I'm responsible, yeah. and I have yeah. to meet yeah. my bills. I can't just go, well, you know what? I need some more All money. Right. Let's pass a new law. All right. Stephen, I appreciate the call. I get your point. Let's talk to Kim. Been waiting. Kim, hi. Welcome. You're on the Tom Sullivan Show. Hi. Yes. Thank you for taking my call. Stephen had it. So Stephen had such a point, didn't he? Anyway, I wondered your opinion on this, and I'm so glad I can talk to you about it today because you know uh, Jack Keene, a retired general. Probably you've heard him. He's a three-star general. Okay. So he's. Oh, I I I know General Keene. I know I know the man. What? So what about him? He's a good guy. Okay. Yes, he was on today, and I'm so glad when he is because he's he's a leveled man. He's all right. He has an institute of study of war. Okay, given the fact that the Taliban has now achieved this number one status as a terrorist group in a country that now has a country is how he put it. Here's the words I want to hear your opinion on. Whew, they have defeated the United States, and no one has ever achieved that. And I went, whoa. And he was talking for about half hour before that. It seemed like every word he said was wonderful and, and it's great how what we should do. 
But my goodness, what do you think? Uh oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, General Keene has been very adamant. Uh, he wrote a an op-ed, for, I think it was the Wall Street Journal, back uh, at the beginning of summer, uh, saying, "Please don't pull out." A lot of a lot of generals did that, and so you get into the mindset of, well, that's what military generals do: is that they are uh, their world revolves around military strategies and about enemies and about war uh, and on and all of that. And so um, he was against this, and he pleaded mm-hmm. to not do this. So now that it's happened happening of course he's going to say we uh, we got defeated because they came in and, and took over he's he's very upset about having to ask them for permission to go get our people mm-hmm. to save our people to let our people come in no general Keene is mm-hmm. not happy i i don't know about the 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 they have defeated us we ha- we haven't we haven't well, it was the same with Vietnam. The the politicians have gotten in the way of the military. If you would say to the military, go defeat the enemy, they would. And we would defeat mm-hmm. them, and we would put in our own government, not the puppet corrupt government that was there. We tried to make it into a democracy. I think it was wrong. I got a tweet uh, from, where was that tweet? About somebody who said, oh, yeah, America first. Sends me a tweet. Says, Tom... Let's thank George Bush, D. Cheney, Rumsfeld, and Wolfowitz for getting us into this endless conflagration. Uh, to a certain point, that's true. It, uh, George Bush, I, I, I like George Bush, but I thought he made a huge mistake. He came out and said, we will not do nation building. And we did. And I think it was a mistake. I do. So mm-hmm. we should have gotten out then um, after we defeated the Taliban rather easily in 2001. We could do it again. They know it. So I just, I mean, yeah. have they won this battle? Yeah. Um, so they, that, that's our only hope that they will try and be Taliban 2.0, the kinder, gentler version, until we're gone so that we can get our people out and the people that helped us. That's all. Amen. Thank you. Anyway. Well, yeah, you, thank you. I appreciate the call. You brought up General Keene. Um, let's do cut 24. This is General Keene saying that Joe Biden was given credible information on Afghanistan about withdrawing but decided to ignore it. Well, he was advised by military commanders who have years of experience dealing with this issue, dealing with the Taliban, dealing with the Afghan security forces, dealing with the Afghan government. Our intelligence agency has been publicly disclosed. It had a significant CIA presence on the ground for years. Doing what? Dogging the al-Qaeda from military bases there. They have... They have absolute huge dexterity in terms of what is happening with the al-Qaeda in the country and what the potential is. So he had the advice. He just chose to ignore it. 
and make it, and, and this comes down to the self-righteous stubbornness that he has. He believes he's the, he's, he's a foreign policy expert because he was dealt with the foreign policy committee for years, but many of us who've been associated with him and seen him make one foreign policy judgment mistake after another, and I think there's a serious one here. Look at, everyone knows that the Taliban take over in Afghanistan, the Al-Qaeda, who already has a presence, 10 to 15 provinces, they're in there, shielded. They have to hide. They have to make certain we don't uh, detect where they are. The number two in the Taliban is an al-Qaeda guy. So now they resurrect themselves. They don't have to hide. And they have money, Pakistan, and, and the, potentially China, and the, Russia. Yep. And as a result yep. of the They have the money. They have the power. They have all of that now. So General Keene, um, to put it mildly, is, uh, is distraught over what's happening. Short break. We will be right back. Tom Sullivan. He's a stable genius. He's the smartest guy in the room. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Keep our eyes on um, everything Afghanistan. It is uh, late, late, late. What time is it? Let me just look and see. I always get this uh, eight and a half hours difference. 2.19 a.m. It's eight and a half hours difference. 2.19 in the morning in Kabul. Dennis in Oregon. Hello, Dennis. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm bordering on sensational. What are you thinking today? Okay. You isn't thinking a thing. <laughs> Did that? Wait a minute. Did that guy just call to just tell us that he's? Uh, of our culture. Uh, Leon Panetta, defense secretary in the Obama administration, dealt with Joe Biden on a regular basis, is saying it's now a guarantee that Afghanistan will be a safe haven for al-Qaeda. Cut 25. With the Taliban now controlling Afghanistan, there is no question that they will provide a safe haven for al-Qaeda and for ISIS and for other terrorists to be able to reorganize, uh, strengthen themselves again, and potentially use Afghanistan as a base for attacking uh, not just the United States, but other countries as well. So here's the problem with that scenario. You might go, oh, no, that's not going to happen. Well, we don't know, do we? So we're kind we're we're kind of rolling the dice. Leon Panetta, pretty smart guy. Um, he says it's a guarantee that they will be a safe haven for Al Qaeda. He didn't say that Al Qaeda will attack our homeland. Uh, guaranteed. Where we're going. 
more attacks on terrorists. Jack Kane agreed opposition six says we're now safe that the will Afghanistan. No, I totally agree with Secretary uh, Panetta and that during his regime, uh, you know, they killed uh, Osama bin Laden. So he's very much involved in, in what, what is happening here. He knows, he knows the history and the past of it. Listen, Director Burns, uh, this is President Biden's CIA director. He said if the Taliban take over in Afghanistan, and that is significant security risk to the American people. That is the director of the CIA today. So this is, this is self-evident what is going to happen here. The threat against the United States and the American people is increasing as a result of the Taliban wow. takeover. It is indisputable. It's I don't know of anybody who spent any time paying attention to what is happening in that part of the world uh, who doesn't come to the same conclusion. Yeah. So we have to wait and hope. Are there people right now, you, a member of your family, that are going to be victims of a terrorist attack from al-Qaeda? They did it before. Does that mean they're going to do it again? Uh, Cut eight from uh, the other list. Jessica Donati, she's the uh, foreign policy national security writer over the Wall Street Journal, said the Taliban held that news conference where Luis said we should have dropped a bomb in on them. Um, they said they're going to treat women with respect, and what they're actually doing, Jessica says, is not matching up. Well, I think the future is extremely dire. What we saw at the press conference in Kabul was the Taliban going on a charm offensive because the world is watching right now. And so they were saying all of the right things, we'll let women work, we'll let women study. But everything that we're hearing from the ground contradicts that. We're hearing reports of women getting beaten for trying to access the airport, women beaten for filming. We're hearing a lot of abuses, girls being turned away from school. And so while it's really difficult to make sense of all of these early reports, I think the Taliban's words yesterday have so far not been matched up with reality. Well... Again, we're finding ourselves in the position of hoping and praying that the Taliban are not as bad as they used to be. The 2.0 version is better. We don't know. And we're hoping that they won't plan another attack on our homeland. But we don't know. We had a better chance of knowing and keeping them in the mountains when we... um, had our forces there in Afghanistan, but I mean, it's this is the this is the roll of the dice. I've been for getting out of Afghanistan, but uh, the way we did it without leaving any presence, it just seemed we're, we still have a presence in Germany. We still have a president present present a presence in Japan. We have a presence in Iraq. We had a presence in Afghanistan. We do for maybe another couple of weeks. And then all bets are off. I, I'm hoping that we have some super-duper intelligence that we can listen in to find out what's going on from up in the sky so with some super satellite, spy satellite. But short of that, I hope they have that. Short of that, we're basically rolling the dice and hoping that they uh, behave, which is not a, a, 
not based on their track record, something we can count on. Well, we have, um, again, one man blowing two horns in the comment line band because the Dow down again today, not steep like yesterday and the day before, but down 66. Huh. We're down to 34,894. The S&P went up five. The NASDAQ went up 15. The price of gold fell two bucks to 1782. The price of oil down another buck and a half down to $63 for one barrel of oil. On the comment line, this caller thinks that President Biden has done everything backwards. I don't know why Biden, he did everything backwards. He should have left the military in place, got the people out and the, you know, diplomats, etc., along with the troops, leave them there. They should have been the ones that got out last. Yeah, I agree. Why did we reduce the troops down to next to nothing? You get out all the civilians, all the SIVs, all of that first, and then the soldiers that are well-armed and uh, able to defend themselves are the last ones to get on the last plane and leave. But that's not the way this is happening. And this caller is asking, what if it was someone Biden cared about? I bet if Hunter Biden was one of the Americans stuck in Afghanistan, that President Biden would turn that country into a sheet of glass to get his boy to the airport. As long as he did not destroy the Hunter Biden art, because that's valuable. I got your point. We'll see you tomorrow.